a report on a study that was done said that expressing gratitude can be good for your health. Studies have shown that. Expressing thanksgiving lowers inflammation, boosts immune function, improves sleep quality, and enhances mental health. So for those of you that just took the opportunity to express thanksgiving earlier the service, you are not, and are now going to experience all these wonderful health benefits, you can expect to see a bill from me sometime this next week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I am serious about suggesting the opportunity to express thanksgiving should be something that we do every day. You know, it does seem like we have a tendency to rush past Thanksgiving in order to get to Christmas. Seriously, there are people who put up their Christmas trees before the Thanksgiving turkey is even carved. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, okay? But I'm just saying there are people who do that. And so instead of rushing past Thanksgiving like it's just a warm-up for Christmas, I'd like to suggest again that we should seek to make every day Thanksgiving. And so that's what I titled today's message, Everyday Thanksgiving. But don't worry, that does not mean that you have to eat turkey and all the fixings and the pumpkin pie every day. That would certainly not be healthy. But rather that we can be thankful every day. God knew that expressing gratitude was good for us. And I say this in con with confidence because, of course, God knows everything. God knows everything, but also because his word actually mentions thanksgiving more than it mentions prayer. Isn't that interesting? So all of you that were concerned that you weren't praying enough, now you can just be concerned that you aren't expressing thanksgiving enough because God's word mentions it so much. No, I'm just kidding about that as well. But on Thanksgiving weekend, I just wanted to take some time and look at God, what God's word has to say about expressing gratitude, of giving thanks. And in so doing, I want to invite you, if you have your Bible with you today or you want to look it up on your phone, that's fine too. But I welcome you to turn with me to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is titled, A Psalm for Giving Thanks. And so I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version this morning. But of course, you're welcome to follow along on, on the slides too, if you don't happen to have that version with you this morning. And I'm just going to read straight through it. There's only five verses, so it's obviously not going to take me long. But then I want to, after reading through it, look at three ways in which the psalmist instructs us to express thanksgiving. And of course, we're expressing thanksgiving to the Lord. Three ways, and you maybe can pick them out as I read through the verses. But after looking at those three ways, I also want to point out why we should express thanksgiving. So, look with me to Psalm 100. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving 
and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Originally, this psalm, Psalm 100, and many of the psalms were used, of course, in worship. Psalm 100 was used as a call to give thanks and was likely sung. It includes, again, three ways that we can express thanksgiving and, again, as well as the why. In verse 1, we see the first way in which we can give thanks, and that is with our voices. Psalm 100 verse 1 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Now, some translations actually say shout to the Lord. But of course, we're a bunch of stoic Scandinavians here, right? Us northerners, we have a tendency to not do a whole lot of shouting unless we are watching our favorite sports team. Then that just throws that all out. But typically, we're not really comfortable shouting in a setting of corporate worship. So, maybe that's not your thing. To come into church and actually shout would freak you out. So, maybe you want to go with the second part of verse 2 instead, which says, come into his presence with singing. Now, already some of you are thinking, but I don't have a very good voice for singing. Well, let me assure you, God says what? Make a joyful noise. <laughs> He's not saying, you know, just make this beautiful sound with your voice as you sing. No, he just says, make a joyful noise. And trust me, God knows what kind of voice that you have because he gave it to you. And one of the reasons he gave it to you was so that you could lift thanksgiving to him with a joyful noise. We are instructed to make a joyful noise to the Lord with a shout or a song. In other words, we are to praise the Lord with shouts and songs of thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise of thanksgiving. Psalm 95 verses 1 in the first part of verse 2 say, oh, says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Now, I will say when I put three different things in a sermon, I typically try to have some congruency to, through them. And so even though I had said, use your voice, I'm going to change it up and say, use your hallelujahs. Because hallelujahs means praise the Lord. And so we want to give our hallelujahs joyfully as we praise the Lord. It's going to make sense because the second way that we're instructed to give thanks to God is with our hands. So we have our hallelujahs and we have our hands. The second or the first part of verse two says, serve the Lord with gladness. Now, in the original context, the Israelites would have connected this directive to serve with serving God in the temple. Now, for us today, we can put it into the context of serving here in and through the church. 
We serve the Lord maybe by lending a hand with the children's church or with the worship and prayer ministries, perhaps with the community or funeral meals or maybe, well, okay, I was going to say mowing the lawn, but maybe I should put shoveling snow instead. We'll put off the planting and the tending of the flowers as well, but maybe you've also served in the church office or on the board. If you've done any of those things, you have been serving the Lord, of course, hopefully with gladness, but you've considered that, yes, there are lots of ways, of course, in the church setting to worship through serving the Lord. But have you ever considered that you can thank God by serving him in your home and workplace as well? Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24 say, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Christ. So if you keep in mind that you're serving the Lord Christ in everything you do, it's easier to keep it in the right perspective and be able to serve with gladness instead of grumbling. Offer thanksgiving to the Lord with your hallelujahs and your hands. And lastly, thank the Lord with your head. The first part of verse 3 in Psalm 100 says, Know that the Lord, he is God. No. Do you know that the free dictionary defines no like this? It says to perceive directly, grasp in the mind with clarity or certainty, to regard as true beyond doubt. So with this definition in mind, we could say we thank God when we perceive directly, grasp in our mind with clarity and certainty that he is God. When we regard it as true beyond a doubt that he is God, we are expressing thanksgiving to him. The Amplified Version says this regarding the first part of verse 3. It says, know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. Now, why should this knowing that the Lord himself is God have us expressing thanksgiving? The psalmist continues. It says in the second part of verse 3 of the Amplified Version, It is he who has made us, not we ourselves, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. God is creator. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 say, For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and he is, and in him all things hold together. So he is the creator, he's made everything, and that includes us. Psalm chapter 139, verse 13 says, For you formed my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Not only did God create us, but he holds us together. And if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are his sheep, and he is the chief shepherd. And if you were here last week, you heard that the good shepherd feeds, protects, cares, and leads the sheep. Of course, those of you that have read the Bible or gone to a funeral or two, you probably have heard or read Psalm 23. 
It starts out with just verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Now, if we were to go through that psalm, we would find that the Lord, the good shepherd, the chief shepherd, Jesus gives us rest. He gives us strength. He gives us guidance. Even in the dark times, he is with us, protects and comforts us. He feeds us. Even when evil is present, he blesses us. His goodness is unfailing as well as his love. And there are mercies, which are new every morning. Those are just some of the things that the Good Shepherd provides for his sheep. Now, when we know that the Lord is God and that he has created us and given us everything that we need, yes, everything, especially the gift of eternal life and forgiveness of sin through his son, Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd who laid down his life for us, how could we do anything but thank him for everything that we have? The psalmist instructs us to thank God with our hallelujahs, joyfully, with our hands in gladness, and with our heads in knowing that he is God. The psalmist then goes on to give us further instruction in verse 4, when he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. It's been observed that the psalmist is inviting us into a deeper intimacy and a more meaningful way to connect with God. With praise, we find our troubles tend to slide away. Have you ever thought about this? You can't worry and worship at the same time. It doesn't work. So as we give thanks to God, our hearts are lifted with joy. Yes, it can be hard. But giving praise to God is the best way to knit our hearts closer to him. Now, it's true. Sometimes we don't feel like it. But here's the thing. We don't operate out of our feelings. Chris Tigran addresses this in his walk, his walk with God devotional. He says, the distance of God is an all too common malady among believers. It isn't that God is really distant, but we go through waves of feeling that he, he, that he is. Sometimes the waves, he writes, the distance of God, oops, and it was waves of feeling that he is, sometimes the waves are prolonged, circumstances batter us, discouragement plagues us, and God seems far away. God's prescription for entering his presence is to give thanks coupled with praise. Thanksgiving coupled with praise will bring us to where he is, or it will bring him to where we are. Either way, we find that worshipful gratitude is the right place to be. So again, sometimes we don't feel like it. That's when we have to make a conscious decision to enter his gates, to come into his presence, and to give him thanks. Yes, sometimes it requires the discipline to do so. Because sometimes we don't feel like it when things are hard or not going well. 
Author Anne Voskamp says this. She says, gratitude isn't only a celebration when things or good things happen. Gratitude is a declaration that God is good no matter what happens. And that's exactly what the psalmist closes his psalm with in verse 5. He says, For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. I think the worship song gets it right when the artist says, 10,000 reasons for my heart to find, to bless the Lord, to express thanksgiving. He is good. Think of all the promises that God has for us in his word. Among them, his steadfast love is never-ending. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll always be with us. He'll provide for every need that we have. He watches over us. He has supplied for our salvation. All of these things and so much more. And the thing is, is all that he has been in the past, he still is today and will continue to be because he is faithful to all generations. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 from the message version says this. Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship. Deeply reverent before God. You know, how many of you were taught to say thank you? Before you were probably even two. <laughs> Many of us. So the thing is, is, I'm not really telling you anything new this morning. That we should be thankful. We should express thankfulness. But here's what I hope you hear in all of it this morning. God is everywhere. How many know that? He's everywhere. Okay, great. He's not just in church then, right? That means you can enter God's presence every day, every night, everywhere. No matter where you go, there he is also. And so you can thank him, again, for what he has done, what he's currently doing, and what he will do. Because we know that his faithfulness lasts for all generations. That means there's no expiration date on God's faithfulness. His steadfastness goes on forever as well. So with all of that being said, we want to thank him for his faithfulness. We want to do so joyfully with our hallelujahs. We want to also, of course, express our thankfulness by serving him with our hands but also with our heads as we know him. Truly know him to be who he is. See, the Lord is worthy of all of our thankfulness and all of our worship. And so we ought to make every day thanksgiving. Now here's just a couple of practical ways that we can do so as I wrap it up. Thank him with your hallelujahs. How do you do that? Outside of Sunday morning worship time, put on Christian music. 
Put on some worship music. Sing at the top of your lungs. It doesn't matter if you've got a good voice or not. It's just you and God. Okay? You're not going to embarrass yourself. Just sing out with all your heart. Sing praises to God. Maybe it's on your commute. On your, in your car. Maybe it's as you're doing the dishes. Maybe it's on a walk and you've got your cell phone with you and you pull up praise and worship music. I do that often. Sing praise joyfully to the Lord. But also take time to express thanksgiving. Maybe as you're sitting down to dinner with your family. Maybe if it's even with your, just on your own. They say thank you. Start every morning with a thank you, Lord, for giving me another day. Maybe it's a, as you lay your head down, say thank you, Lord, for supplying everything I needed today. Whatever it may be, use your hallelujahs joyfully to thank God. Also, thank him with your hands. Again, yes, you serve him at church, serve him in your home, serve him in your workplace. Serve them wherever you have the opportunity to do so. Again, doing everything as if unto him. We have the opportunity to thank God with our hands. And he receives the glory as we do so. And then thirdly, give him thanks. Again, with understanding of who he is. Thank him with your head. I don't know what it looked like for you in how you will communicate that you know who God is. Maybe it's just by writing in your journal. I, I do that often, where I will thank God for what he has done. Sometimes it's even in advance, <laughs> thanking him for what I know that he will do. Maybe you're one of those people, it's like, you know, but gosh, I don't know if I have any big things to thank God for. Well, that's okay. Thank him for the little things. Think of for the little things. Some have suggested that you start out by just writing down three things each day that you are thankful for. They can be simple and they can be common. Maybe the sound of a laughter of a child. Maybe the air that you breathe. But maybe it is those miraculous things. Thank him for it. You know, I think about the Israelites. God did the miraculous amongst them as they were in the desert. What did he do? He supplied manna for them. And what did they do in return? They grumbled. They needed to have the opportunity or they needed to take the opportunity to thank God, even for those miraculous things. Yes, thank him. Don't grumble. Thank him. Whatever it is that God supplies for you, all the good and perfect gifts, thank him for them. Or thank him for them. But again, also thank him for who he is. His steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. So thank him with knowing that he is the one who made us and he has called us his sheep. Make every day thanksgiving and thank him every day. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to thank you on this Thanksgiving weekend. But Lord, we want to make it a practice that we thank you every single day. Lord, whether it's a combination or just a, a single way of maybe offering 
Lord, our hallelujahs to you, maybe our hands in service, or maybe just in our head and acknowledging that you are God and you are good. Lord, whatever it be, or there's other ways that we decide that we want to offer you thanks, Lord, may we do it with our whole hearts. Hearts of gratitude, doing it joyfully, doing it with gladness, and doing it with the realization that you are so worthy of all of our thanksgiving. Because, Lord, we know that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And so may we have cheerful hearts, Lord, as we give to you all of these things and more, as we offer them to you as an act of worship. And we thank you in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.